Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border. Of the United States, that is. Uh, hi from New York. Yeah, I'm on the East Coast, enjoying things that are happening here. I hope that um, background noises won't hurt you too much, since, well, all the fans in the house are, uh, are actively working, because, well, there's a heat wave here. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Tomorrow, apparently, one thing, though, if you're here and you're listening to this, you should know that, um, well, we are gonna go and have a live thing tomorrow from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. with my thing my presentation being about a half an hour then some questions gonna be answered at um, Wild Birds on 951 Dean Street Brooklyn I'll be talking about this this is presented by people that organized this as happiness is mandatory Russia's long campaign of aggression in the Baltic states viewed from the ground in Ukraine Q&A with the Eastern Border Podcast, Christoph Sandresons. So I'll be talking about stuff and I'll be explaining things. So if you can be tomorrow at 6 p.m. at 951 Dean Street in Brooklyn, that'd be nice. I think there are ticket prices, which I don't know about really. And we're going to, you know, uh, gather some donations for the drone that we want to send there. And apparently a valid ID is required to enter. Minors under 18 will need a guardian accompanying them. Because, well, yeah, my podcast is tagged as 18 plus, so that's a thing. But, um, well, hope to see you there. After that, we'll be going to Portland, Maine. And there, uh, we'll be staying until, well, 10th or 11th. Depends on the fact of whether or not there's someone out there from you guys in Boston or, 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 um, or in Maine, who would like to, you know, see me and hang out a bit, since the bus system is really weird, and then we'll be going to D.C. Well, trying our best to go to D.C., but, you know, and Philly and stuff like that, it's just that uh, public transportation is is a bit of an iffy issue, and, you know, don't don't really have much time to focus on the, all this stuff, so accepting this as it goes on. So, yeah, it really depends on your messages. I'll be doing this event later on tomorrow again at wild birds in brooklyn at 6 p.m 951 dean street gonna be great please come visit if you're anywhere near and then going to maine so if you can message me about being in maine that'd be nice and of course after that 
we are going to we're going to DC. So it's going to be a pretty wild wild ride. The weird part though is that there are still news happening. And I uh, haven't really forgot about the war. Igor Girkin, my best enemy, Strelkov, has provided two updates on the front line in Ukraine between 6th and 7th of August. Today, he refuted an earlier claim that Russian forces have advanced towards Blachodnatoe. And, well, the rest of his update appears mostly in line with what Ukrainian sources are reporting, except for Pisky, Pesky, which is evidently still under control of the Ukrainian forces, and the Russian and Luhansk Donetsk army controls only a smaller part of it, although they claim in Russian propaganda that as a major success. And his comments on the losses of both sides on both sides can't be verified either, but Girkin almost always states that Russian forces are experiencing fewer casualties because he's still mindful of the morale. So here here's what he said on on the sixth of August. Quote On the Donetsk front, our forces, that is Russians, reported the full capture of Pesky. On the Siversk Sulyadar Bakhmut front, the main efforts are concentrated on Bakhmut. Street battles have been confirmed within the territory of the town. Wagner Group is once more storming the town with support of the forces of the People's Republics and armed forces of the Russian Federation. It is said to become another ghost town in the near future, without any strategic results, mind you. The enemy, Ukrainians, pull back their rearguard units from the area north of Khorlivka, where they have been flanked from the north. Pursuing them, the Donetsk People's Republic forces have occupied the settlement of Khlyadovsoye. There are reports that in the Kharkiv Oblast, Russian forces have conducted artillery barrages to soften up the enemy before an assault, or something similar to an assault. If we are to speak about an offensive to the, on the Kharkiv direction, then this move is quite sensible, all things considered. However, Girkin does not know if there are enough forces for an offensive, but he states that large quantities of forces have been relocated to this area. Ukraine, apparently according to Girkin, continues to increase artillery and missile attacks, trying to realize local advantages in long-range MLRS systems. In the Donetsk Donetsk district today, another rocket artillery ammo storage depot, this time in Makiyevka, was destroyed. In Kherson, yesterday several military facilities were hit. So-called kamikaze drones are used alongside HIMARS. It seems that Ukraine continues to hope uh, uh, to conduct an offensive in the region. It remains still quiet on the Zaporozhye front. And today he uh, was a bit more specific about the whole situation and uh, sort of debunked some of his earlier claims. Quote, Changes to the situation on the front. On the Kherson front are... Again, Russian, because it's Girkin we're talking about. Forces have launched an offensive to the west of Snyugurivka in the direction of Nikolaev. I do not know how deep they have penetrated so far. To the south of Donetsk, our forces are attacking in the Vukhledar direction. The results are not yet known. Assault operations continue on the Donetsk front, in the Bakhmut region and in the Kharkiv region. I have thus far not received any reports on any, on any advances. Yesterday, reports, that is the previous one that I read to you, about the advances of Russian forces near Blachodatnoe couldn't be verified. During the course of yesterday's battle, Russian forces did not manage to advance and had to return to their starting positions. This was not an offensive, instead a reconnaissance by fire. Nonetheless, Ukraine suffered serious casualties, greater than Russian losses. Today, it is quiet in that direction.
Again, well, this is a far kind of move from his previous, quite excellent actually, analyses of this whole situation. So, you know, I wouldn't be completely 100% um, guaranteeing that what he says this time is completely true. However, he posts sometimes links on other articles and some of these are quite interesting. And one of them is about so-called fake patriotism. Because apparently, apparently, uh, he just posted a stunning revelation that he's not happy how Russia is running their military operations. And yeah, if you've been listening to this show for a few, you know, last months, then you know what, what's up. See, the thing is, apparently on the 4th of August, TASS and information agencies got into their sites that Central African Republic asked Russia to send 3,000 more Russian instructors. This is uh, how they're going to increase the total amount of Russian soldiers, <coughs> sorry, instructors in the Central African Republic about four times. And the total amount will be 4,135 Russian troops over there. Uh, these guys in the Central African Republic are mostly, mostly private military company Wagner troops. They're not going to do any instructing. Instead, they are sent there to capture, well, diamond mines and stuff like that. If you remember, it was about four years ago when um, a Russian journalist of mine, who was a war correspondent, he and his team were shot in the Central African Republic by these private warfare company Wagner troops since, well, Prigozhin's a greedy, greedy person who really doesn't, doesn't know that much about, you know, people suffering and anything like that. And now they're sending 3,000 troops more, which Gidkin states is a terrible idea, since the lack of manpower in Ukraine is hurting the Russian forces a lot. But, of course, manpower is not the only problem that Russia is facing, and this comes from the Luhansk volunteer and blogger Moors, the, well, Panzer Cat guy, I've quoted him pre previously before, because he describes another problem. The state of radio comms in these, well, so-called people's republics is apparently apocalyptic. And, um, well... Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You're here in your, your, your own because... Uh, it's just a bit something. So um, another, you know, analysis is coming soon about this because if it is as they say, then it might actually not even matter that much. And 
that puts Gherkins, Gherkins claims, sorry, someone just posted a meme about Igor Gherkin recently, so, yeah, but uh, apparently Igor Gherkins claims don't really ring that true, as, you know, I don't know why he started to twist around the, these things, but I'm double-checking, but um, the whole situation makes me wonder. Now, from Morus, quote, some things look quite apocalyptic, yes. Impressions of the past day add up to a picture, which for the initiated appears as apocalypse tomorrow, if not today. But the organisms like myself, and this is Moore is talking about himself, who are accustomed to the amazement, are not surprised by anything anymore. The armaments folks called in. The supply of spare parts for small arms didn't exist before February, and still doesn't. But now also the Luhansk People's Republic's military stores have been either completely swept or closed. When mobilizing everyone into the army, it would probably be reasonable to presume that the absence of skills in handling and preserving weapons would lead to a need to have these spare parts in significant amounts. But no. By the way, yes, in the Luhansk People's Republic, another round started of catching the people who are called upon to compensate with their premature deaths or injuries the service incompetency of those who plan this special military operation, and the lack of desire of the Russian Federation to start a mobilization inside Russia. It gets funny at times, like in February, the mobilization of people from telecom companies paralyzed the work of state departments, leading to the entire chain of government agencies to get their stuff together and play it back. Factories, although in places launched with tremendous efforts, can be closed, shut down again, since replacement of the mobilized with, quote, individuals displaced from the liberated territories, end quote, is of course a really fun attraction, but this vicious anecdote has nothing to do with the working progress. In general, it's fun. Morus doesn't know how many people will be caught this time, but he says, quote, I have a full impression that when by the end of the war and end of the year some form of mobilization will finally start in the Russian Federation, the mobilized Russians will go to fight with, yes, shovel handles. As I, as I already said, reproducing Mikhailov's <clears throat> so-called masterpieces. I was recently in a workshop where the signalmen of the 2nd Army Corps of the Lugansk People's Republic are repairing R-123 and R-173 radio stations from combat vehicles. No, they do not give the restored R-123 tube radios to a museum after restoration. They put them back on tanks. To fight. Let me reiterate, they are tube radios. Because the Russian Federation did not prepare for war and there is nothing else to put on tanks, while while the Ukrainians, even on their last BRDMs, um, their combat vehicles, have a digital Motorola adapted as a tank intercom, instead of the old junk. The whole of Lugansk Republic's People's Militia had only one motorized rifle battalion, which could do something like that. It was our Prizrak. The result was that in 2021, on the training grounds, Motorola's were asking to be taken off and the old junk to be installed, though there were plenty of base and portable digital radio stations for controlling vehicles. Not allowed, they said. Only in late spring of this year, our signalmen, that is, the Lugans People's Republic, finally found time and brought back the proper comps to vehicles. Now using trophied Libids, Libid 1 radio the transitional platforms, and no less trophied Motorola's, this slowly started happening with neighbors, that is, other units, in singular quantities. And of course, the infantry have nothing but the R-159 to communicate with tanks. Tankmen and artillerymen along the whole front line are frantically looking for at least some portable radios operating in the 30 to 50 megahertz range. Things that the Novorossiya Volunteer Organization 
brought before 2022 immediately became a drop in the ocean of things urgently needed yesterday. And of course, it's not even about the numbers on the RF 159s, but, the, but about the amounts of decent batteries for them, and the number of charging devices. Old ones, God knows when made, replaced by devices such as IMAX B6. But these IMAX B6 still need to be bought and brought here, and people taught how to use them. However, signalmen from the tank battalion called next, and now I realize that no one will survive until the problem with radios actually emerges, since headsets have run out too. <laughs> and no, uh, Moore says, says here, Dear reader, a headset is not a cloth cap with foam inserts protecting the head of a tankman. It's a cloth cap with foam inserts in which a tank intercom device is installed, which connects to the intercom via the appropriate connector. And through this intercom, the tankman speaks to other crewmen and, if necessary, gets into radio contact with other vehicles, infantry or command. Headphones, throat phones, etc. This all has run out. The working stuffing on the headsets has run out. Everything possible has already been, ta been taken off the winter headsets and put into the summer ones. And that ran out too. And there are no supplies. Now, on my part, I'd like to comment here that this probably guarantees the fact that if this war goes into winter, Ukraine's going to start to have some major victories. And only a single, really major victory of Ukrainian side is actually what's necessary to kind of push all these things to a breaking point, which I think we all would be quite inclined to see. At any rate, this is it for today. Um, yeah, please do come and see me if you're in New York. It's tomorrow. It's on my Twitter page. Please follow me on Twitter at Eastern underscore Border. It's the pinned post. I won't be really pinning this episode, but it's on the pinned post. Go check it out. It's on the Wild Birds, 951 Dean Street in Brooklyn. That's happening tomorrow. And after that, go into Maine, Portland. And after that, gonna go visit D.C., also, would like to plop in my head into Boston, because we're leaving at 19th, and up until then, I would like to see as many of you as possible. We have some, some gifts for you as well, not like, not like we came open-handed. Whole travel experience was a bit weird, though, because of four hours spent in JFK and passport control, and obviously I'm still a bit jet-laggy, because uh, I don't even know. This thing hits me, well, <laughs> extremely hard sometimes. It is, it is what it is, but hey, doing my best here and not forgetting about making new episodes. And of course, as usual, if you would like to support the show, please consider becoming our patron on patreon.com slash border, or just click the donate button in theeasternborder.lv. But remember that up until the end of up until the end of August, all that money goes for our drone supply. And, you know, this is where tomorrow's event money is also going to go. Unless, unless you specifically write to me that it's for some other reason, and... Um, once again, if I have missed some emails, I'll go and check them out tomorrow morning when I wake up. But uh, I guess right now, for me, it's actually important to sleep and prepare for tomorrow's event. And as always, remember, happiness is mandatory. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.